It's Thursday of the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The other day we were at San Marco, and we gather there now for the Collect Church. And then we march in solemn procession in our pilgrimage of heart and mind to the Roman station, which is Saints Cosmos and Damian, which flanks the Roman Forum's Via Sacra. So we go along the most ancient section of Rome, perhaps over the cleft of the Capitoline Hill and down to the level below to Cosmos and Damian. These saints were doctors who came from Seleucia in modern-day Turkey. They were arrested in the time of the Emperor Diocletian and thereafter tortured to force them to recant. Cosmos and Damian were twins, and their veneration is consistent with the Romans' seeming fascination with twins. You remember, of course, that the founders of Rome were twins, Romulus and Remus. They were associated with the Palatine Hill that looms above the Roman Forum over on the other side. Then there were the demigod twins, Castor and Pollux, and there was a temple to them in the Roman Forum, right close to where the present church is. The brothers Cosmos and Damian may have been a symbolic counterbalance to the pagan god brothers Castor and Pollux. So, Cosmos and Damian were crucified and shot with arrows and finally beheaded. There were early churches dedicated to them in Jerusalem and in Egypt. Their relics were translated to Constantinople and later to Rome. Though you can find their tomb in Venice also, in the church San Giorgio Maggiore. That's across the lagoon from the main part of Venice. They were so venerated that their names are in the Roman canon, a very ancient prayer indeed, It's the Eucharistic prayer which by far resonates the most with the identity of Roman Catholics. In the Basilica itself are 6th century mosaics depicting Christ against a blue sky background. Peter, in a senatorial toga, presents St. Cosmos dressed in the tunic of a traveler, and St. Theodorus holding a martyr's crown. On the other side, St. Paul, also in the guise of a Roman senator, presents St. Damian and Pope Felix IV, who is holding a model of the basilica. There are naturalistic elements in the, in the mosaic. You will see, for example, that the figures cast shadows. Since 1512, this basilica has been in the clutches, or rather the hands, of the Franciscans of the Third Order Regular. Anything worth doing, they say, is worth overdoing, and so I'm going to just stick with Father Troedek today. In the Gospel, Luke tells how our Lord healed the mother-in-law of St. Peter, as well as many other sick people. These poor sick people are an image of ourselves, sick from vainglory, envy, anger, dishonesty, gluttony, and who are struggling hard through our Lenten efforts. Our Lord is the doctor of our souls, our Savior. He gives us antidotes to our misery with his own hand. Against pride, he prescribes humility. Against anger, he teaches us meekness. To fight against gluttony, he invites us to temperance. Yet to benefit by the graces of God, we have to forgive from the bottom of our heart all offenses we have received. It is true that forgiveness of insults is very arduous. It is already not easy to accept reproaches, even when they are justified. Our self-love has a natural tendency to put up its hackles or even dig in its heels when anybody puts his finger in our weaknesses. 
but it is even harder when these reproaches are unmerited. And yet, the teaching of Jesus is clear on this point. He asked us to say in the prayer of the Our Father, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. On the day of judgment, God will use for us the measure that we will have used for our neighbor. That is why it is so important to attack this evil at its source by uprooting all animosity, all resentment, all bitterness out of the depths of our heart. And so that we may never find ourselves in the sad predicament of being at enmity with someone irreconcilably, let us acquire the habit of never allowing the sun to set on our anger. That is the preventative solution to long-standing bitterness, which it is later so difficult to uproot from a hardened heart. Lord Jesus, to reach the joy of Easter and the happiness of heaven, help me to stay faithful to my resolutions and purify my heart so that I might sincerely forgive the evil or injustices which my neighbor has done me over the course of my life.